You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to our uh, special Fantasia International Film Festival special, I guess. It's so, so special because we have people coming from outside of the city into our city to pitch their movies, to screen their movies, uh, premieres all the time. We're super excited to have the two guys who are with me right now, Corey and John, the, uh, I guess, like, the f- you're like the guys of the full creative forces, right? Like, producing, writing, and directing, directing Let yeah. Me Make You a Martyr. Yes, so, yeah, that's right. and you have a lot of movies where you have, like, a bunch of people doing uh, everything. You guys, really well, we can't take all the credit. I mean, okay. there were a lot of people who helped yeah. make the movie happen. <laughs> uh, obviously, um, you yeah. know. But when you kind of like, like, um, there's a there's like a French term called the uh, réalisateur, which we use instead of director, which is like I kind of like it better because it's more like bringing it to reality. It sort of has like I find like a director doesn't always encompass like what a director does. Like that word isn't always mm-hmm. like True. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. just sort of like yeah. oh he directed it. And I'm like I'm pretty sure he did a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> So uh, I just uh, had a chance to watch the movie last night. It was uh, it was great. I uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I was like a little confused for the first like ten to fifteen minutes what was going on, but I thought that was like good. That was yeah. <laughs> that was cool. I was reading. I was reading. You guys had that had that little statement where you're just sort of like you're not necessarily at the end of a movie. You don't want to have all your an- questions answered. Like yeah. was that like important from the get go? Very important. Like I mean, like in in modern indie cinema specifically, and in, yeah. in mainstream movies, everything is spoon-fed to the audience yeah yeah and yeah. i feel like by the time you get to the parking lot you've forgotten what you've watched yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of pacified you for a few hours so we really wanted to make us and tell a story that resonated with people on a personal level right. and then also by the time you left you were just beginning to kind of whether you liked it or not you were questioning yeah yourself and you had questions to answer that you know i think everybody that sees this there's open-ended things all yeah. over the place. Yeah, and You've exactly. got to fill in those blanks. Yeah. So it's different for everybody. We yeah, you're just kind of like dropped into essentially like a day in the life of like a super fucked up family. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah. That's like yeah. that's pretty much what you're doing. You're just trying to like you're piecing together the relationship, like who's who's related to who, who yeah. if they're adopted, and you're just kind of like you're. I like the way you guys don't really spell it out. Like that's. My favorite thing in the whole world is, like, when you get out of a movie with a bunch of your friends and you, like, have, like, a topic of discussion <laughs> exactly. about the movie. Like, if everything's, like, really spelled out, you're kind of like, you're like, well, there it is. Yeah. That's fucking, that's just it. Yeah. I think the, I think the bookend opening um, was pretty effective. The, yeah. The beginning. Yeah. Being, be, the end being the beginning. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, I, and, you know, it, a lot of people throughout the process of making the movie, when they saw the edit, they were like... You know, you got you got to scrap this. You got to go right into <laughs> you know the intro because essentially, the beginning of the movie starts f- almost five minutes in if you yeah. really look at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I think it's effective in keeping people in reeling people in. Yeah, know? exactly. We, like you, we, there's no even real any any text in the beginning of the film. There's a li- little intro and then yeah. we throw you right in. Yeah, right exactly. into like, like the highest emotional stake in the almost the highest emotional stake in the entire movie pretty much yeah because like i was i was gonna uh, just when you were talking about like just getting thrown right in my wife is uh like i watch a shit ton of movies she watches like a fair amount but she always asks me like she was just sort of like she's like who's this and what's going on i was like we've been watching the movie for like a minute like there's no way for me to know <laughs> this information like yeah but i just you instantly have that like it either i guess like if you're if you're really really dumb you could 
like that could throw you off. But I think that if you're any kind of like an interested film viewer, you're like engaged right away because you're, you're literally like, who is this and what's going on? Like yeah. instantly. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. We didn't want to underestimate our audience. Yeah. You know? I mean, we didn't <laughs> want to make this movie for, and we and we didn't want to whitewash it either. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, we. I mean, I I went to Sundance. Like you know, I go to these festivals mm-hmm. as often as I can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the first festival we've actually ever really been involved with. I okay. mean, we, we had a short film in the short film corner in Cannes, but if anybody okay. knows anything about that, it's not really being in the festival. It's kind of like they put you in the basement and they're okay. like, <laughs> you get to say you're here. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I showed up thinking like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And I'm like in the basement and like I'm walking around and like, you know. Watching the movie yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it, it was totally different experience. But I can imagine um, it's like a Huge bummer when you just get there. You're like, yeah. fuck. I'm, like, I'm in France and this sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, like so overwhelmed. Yeah. And, like, it felt so pretentious, and I was just like, uh, you know, like yachts and shit. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. like fucking guys looking like vampires with like these beautiful women around them. And I'm like, yeah. dude, what, where am I? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but coming to a festival like this, it's yeah. totally a different experience. People are like so down to earth and nice. And, yeah, exactly. And they appreciate it. And, Even the uh, short films, like they, they screen them on the weekends, yeah, like yeah. on the main screen and everything. Like, so yeah. yeah, like there's a lot of love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ch- I'm like, I'm always like, I'm always happy when like, is this, is this your guy's, it's an international premiere, or this is the this world is premiere. the world world premiere. premiere. Yeah. Shit. Okay, I thought, yeah. for some reason I thought that you had already been in the states. No, we're having our international premiere at Sitges in Barcelona. Okay, actually. cool. That's October. Sweet. Have you been yeah. to Barcelona? Before? Um, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. My father, uh, okay. father lived in Spain for yeah. Before. When uh, I went down and spent a couple of weeks there with the uh, girlfriend at the time, now wife, and it's like probably my second favorite city to Montreal. So wow, it's a fucking blast. Like any any city that has like. A beach that you can swim in, like in walking distance from the city, is it's like a it's it's a magical place. I'm really <laughs> excited to go. It's gonna be awesome. incredible. But yeah, no, just uh, when you're talking about, like, I'm always excited when a movie is like has any kind of premiere or anything here at Fantasia, especially like a genre film that's a little off the beaten path, because like the audience here is like they're they're for they're here for that. They're here for the genre films. Like if you look at like TIFF or something, they have the uh, the midnight movie screenings and stuff. Like so they get into that genre stuff, but it's not. Like exclusively, not fully embracing it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not just sort of like like every movie here is like not going to be uh, a dumbed down Hollywood thing or whatever. Like you're gonna, it's like genre and niche films only, and that's what everybody's here for. So. Can, can I ask you a question? Sure. I mean, people keep using the, you know the term genre film, genre yeah. film. Like, yeah. what genre would you say our film is? Because we didn't really make this film with any intention of it I, being a like, genre film. The I way, mean, I, yeah, well, the way I viewed it. I mean, if you guys <laughs> weren't making it with that intention, then that's that's cool. But I feel that like you guys like you sort of fell on that uh, like kind of like a, a gritty, like almost it's almost noir kind of when mm-hmm. you're just sort of like when you have like that guy like a singular figure who's just sort of like has his motive and is just sort of like driving through you kind of end up with like a gritty crime film that kind of gets noir like that's mm-hmm. how I was sort of viewing it and it wouldn't necessarily like it just didn't feel mainstream at all yeah. it was kind of I think the the feel and the point when you're when people are dropping the like genre word around like I mean yeah. I know obviously I'm sure if you guys are sick of that label you no, must be like what no, the fuck we just don't didn't have any we're, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, like, we're like we're trying to made? figure <laughs> it out like, like we totally like we we are ne- we are not industry people. Okay. We, we are not some, we never went to film school. Right. We have no real academic training. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we've been running and gun like run and gun filmmaking for years. Right. You know, and this being our first festival, like all these people are like sent, you know, kind of like labeling what we're doing and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's cool. It's interesting because it's yeah. just like we made this film and now right. we're putting it into the world yeah. and everyone is deciding what it means, you yeah. know, and, and it's, it's, it's just really interesting. I mean, to, we never, 
we had to kind of say it was a crime drama, but that was like the most ambiguous yeah. thing we could say. But we didn't want to like put ourselves, you know, like label the film. We want people to decide for themselves. So yeah. it's just, I mean, and it's really interesting that we're getting all this love from the fantastic type of festivals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm really glad at the end of the day. You know, you have all these, you know, Sundance, Toronto, the big festivals, mm-hmm. and they're pretty elitist, and yeah. it's, it's a totally different, it's a totally different experience. So, yeah, cool. And so, one of the things I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about when I was reading the uh, the press release that you based a lot of the characters apparently around like people that you knew. So I was like, did you guys come from the like? Worst place in America. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm, from, just I'm from Oklahoma, man. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, grown on me. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the people, with the exception of I think two characters, are mm-hmm. based on real care, like real okay. humans from my life. Okay. Um, and a lot of the subject matter is mm-hmm. is stuff that personally dealt with. Okay. Um, so that's why. I think the film feels as like as visceral as it mm-hmm. does because we were really operating more on like the emotional story yeah. than like anything else. I mean, it meant so much to me and to Corey to right. make this thing for personal reasons. Right. Um, you know, it's like a cathartic therapeutic session. I can imagine. I was know? like, if you, if you like, if you grew up like near any of the stuff that goes on in the film, you're just sort of like, holy shit. Like this is stuff that kind of like it, gets you right in the gut and just like yeah well i think that really propelled us to to actually see this thing through because you know when Corey and i met i was struggling with you know things like addiction (laughs) and whatnot and and he was not in a good place either and we kind of connected on that like on both being you know like spiritually like fucking (laughs) bankrupt we were just like you know we were fucked and like we kind of both clinged on to this thing and Mm -hmm. we're like this is we can pour all the shit into it, right? And and make it worth something. We right. we shot a um, a short film in Chicago. Okay, that was kind. Of, it was the, the 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 real first installment. In, yeah, installment <laughs> of this. And okay, it was me and him. I mean, we didn't have any camera. We rented a bunch of gear from the film school. Okay, you know, like through people we knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, calling every favor you got. Yeah, and, like and we 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 just you know went around and, and filmed this short and uh i remember you know we sat down we we did it all in three days and we didn't sleep for three days yeah we did the sure. whole thing in, in editing it, the color and everything and wow. we edited the thing together and then we did like it was all like voiceover we didn't really have like audio or anything okay um and we played back the film and we just looked at each other and we were like holy shit like we can actually do this like, right. we're actually like I think now we're filmmakers yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I, I mean there's like, probably always that like that yeah. hesitation where you're like you play it back you're like man what, did we do okay and you're yeah. like oh fuck this is cool like yeah. we did it yeah, uh, yeah it I mean cool. before that I mean I shot films when I was like 13 I was yeah. always shooting I was always you know I mean filming I was you know like skateboarding riding my bike doing right. shit like that and then we always had a camera and I was always a photographer and I grew up around cameras yeah but you know when we took you know really poured the the, the um, our emotions into yeah. it and just like kind of went out there uninhibited and, right. and you know it, it, it was just a it was just a really beautiful experience and since then we've had tunnel vision and we've cool. just been focused on getting this film done and it's really surreal to be here talking to you yeah. to be you know going doing a test screening and seeing this thing on this huge fucking you know, in yeah, Marilyn yeah. Manson, all this stuff. It's yeah, just exactly. like, it's such a trip. I mean, it's, it's, 
we're so grateful to be here. I, I was going to ask you about that too, because uh, Marilyn Manson. So, did his involvement help, like, help open up doors for you guys or whatever? I think. Like, I mean, he didn't come on until two days before the shoot. Okay, so it was so like a super last. It minute was jumping. super last minute overnight, and I mean, definitely, you know, since then, I mean, press right. stuff. I mean, it's really pushed the film. I mean, it's it, even from the beginning. I mean, right. he came. It, it, this 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 story. It was written. And for a Native American, okay, and when kind of like we kind of show when you who the character gets introduced, but we don't we don't really like <laughs> hit it on the nose. Yeah, we don't hit like, it, we don't yeah. say he's Native American. Yeah, no, ever. not at all. Yeah, so we actually the 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 press that that had known about the film that you know wrote the article had you know uh, when they read the first synopsis we sent them a synopsis that said you know what the film was about yeah and he's doing and what it, yeah and and it says that he's Native American but he we actually didn't shoot him to be Native American right we like, well of course we're not going to take Marilyn Manson and say he's a fucking <laughs> you know like a Cherokee Indian or whatever. yeah exactly like, it's not like why would, like that's crazy and so, the guy's like notoriously pasty white yeah, yeah exactly like his entire like, look yeah. <laughs> and like, even if he was like we're not stretching that shit yeah yeah, 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 that's yeah like, exactly you know that's um, a whole other agenda yeah. that goes on like yeah <laughs> so we actually ended up getting all this bad press which really isn't bad press it was just like negative press people saying that like we're like you know why can't you cast it like, and they're yeah. talking to, they're like Hollywood this Hollywood yeah, these corporate that corporate yeah, like, this is our first feature guys. <laughs> chill the fuck out and John and I are sitting in there like you know drinking coffee in our underwear like you know <laughs> editing the trailer like yeah. and the film's not even edited yet and yeah, they're like yeah. saying that we're in Hollywood it's like well, what are you talking about cool. you know we're not Hollywood filmmakers it's just like it's crazy but that's, that's good whenever I see um, like when like smaller indie stuff when they kind of get attached to a big star it always like uh, the one that always sticks out for me was the um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia show where they were like when FX told them they were like you got a great show it's funny you have one season we're not going to renew you unless there's star power and they were like what yeah. and they just put on their website they were like are you a star that yeah. like watches yeah. our show and that's how they ended up with Danny DeVito and got renewed. Really? So. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's exactly. crazy. I love that show, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. So it was like, I, when you guys were getting all that press, I was like, it's really good for a first feature to like have any kind of like name uh, attached to it. That's huge. Gonna, yeah. Huge yeah. blessing. And like, yeah, yeah, we want it to be, we, we, we don't want to abuse it, you know, but it's just no, for like, sure. like yeah. it's almost like other people abuse it. They like <laughs> draw all these assumptions about like, yeah. And I mean like, and this, when you're watching the film, it's like, it's, he's there but it's like it's much more the story of like mm -hmm. uh, Drew and June and it's just sort of like he's there it's kind of one of those uh, there, was a, there was a movie that I screened a couple of years ago uh, called Sushi Girl that had uh, it was about like a kind of like a group of like criminals who were like coming together and there's like this naked girl with like sushi laid on her and it's like all kind of like laid out and the main character I can't remember the actor but the like the supporting cast is like Mark Hamill's in it and like Danny Trejo's in it and whatever and it's kind of like it's cool to see someone you recognize in the back and then kind of like leave the foreground for like smaller like upper coming like stuff so you get that name that's associated with it but you don't necessarily you don't have your hands tied it's not like Mark starring Mark Hamill or like Danny Trail. you're like not starring these people but you're going to recognize some faces as yeah. you go you know the like, greatest thing about the Manson character and Manson playing that character is that it's supposed to be like this omniscient presence yeah like this thing that's like a force of nature kind yeah. of thing and and very elusive yeah exactly so like manson himself kind of like has that persona right. but we really wanted to be careful about not making this a marilyn manson film right you know like you're saying mm -hmm. and and respecting all the performances mm -hmm. um so it was really cool like having you know, there's there's enough of it in there, yeah, to where it kind of resonates throughout the film, and you can feel it even 
like that character's presence and like the movement of that character even when he's not on screen. So yeah. it was cool, yeah. And especially when you talk about the I guess like the bigger the bigger themes and what's going on in the movie, like to have that like I don't want to say like supernatural, but like there's like kind of that undercurrent that you have this character, the character of Pope is kind of just always there, sort of like catching up to the, exactly. the going ons of the main character. Exactly. This kind of like gives it this like weight that's sort of going on. Like whether it was Marilyn Manson playing it or not, just that having this guy. Who and that's meet, how it was written. Yeah. yeah. It was like we need to have something that's catching up to yeah, exactly. all of these well, people. The, you know? the original like the original script, like like if you look at, you know, the first draft was like way, way more supernatural okay. in a way. And like way more uh, ethereal, okay. you know, um, and way more far out. I mean, it's way more experimental, right. you know. So that has stayed with the film, you know, and that was the really the core of the of the spirit of the movie was it to like be transcendental, okay, you know, and to be poetic. You yeah, know? I yeah. Mean, John's like a poet. I mean, let me make you a martyr was a book of poems mm-hmm. before it was the title of the script, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's it's you know. Uh, and even in the in the picture, because it's a visual medium, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to bring that through the picture. We right. wanted to keep, you know, we kept. And you said noir earlier, and I mean, I think a, a big reason why we kind of got put in that noir yeah. category is because there, it's such a dark film visually. Right. Yeah. It's so. I mean, you know, and a lot of times people will watch a film and be like, "It's so dark." Like, yeah. And I'm like, "You're watching it on a computer screen, guys. <laughs> you, you need to see this in a theater." Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, so I mean the 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 supernatural ethereal element was absolutely like a huge undercurrent like even from even, like day 1. Yeah, from day 1 and even on the set like we wanted to give people the sense of magic and like <laughs> cool. you know like that like this was kind of like larger than life and this was yeah. like and it really was to us this was like I mean you know we you know we could have done our lives could have gone in many different directions Yeah, but we totally sacrificed everything to make this film happen Sweet. you know uh one of the other questions i just wanted to to bring up is that like i thought like i really enjoyed it personally but the fact that not a lot of your violence or takes place on screen like you kind of have a few flashbacks there's a lot of violence that occurs lot of, lot in the film stuff, but yeah. you don't like you're just sort of like it's like a lot of it is just sort of like it's there, and it it definitely moves like the the violence moves the whole entire story forward. Think, but like, th- yeah. was that was that a conscious choice? Was it a budget Absolutely choice? Con- was it was like, both. Okay. It was both because I mean, obviously, we didn't have the budget to do these grandiose like shootouts and all right. that shit. But also, it's way more interesting to me and to Corey mm-hmm. when you're you know it's coming, but you don't know how. And like, you know, the, most of my favorite films, the the camera pans off the violence, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or you know, lets you make up. What what happened? Yeah, exactly. In your own mind. So I think it's more interesting to lead with that, right? And and then let the audience make up their well, own mind. In one of the most violent scenes of the film, the way we decided to shoot it was to just show the reaction. Yeah, exactly. Of the observer, and mm-hmm. that was. I mean, that's so much more powerful. I mean, now nowadays, like we're so desensitized to actually yeah, exactly. seeing violence physically right. like actual acts of violence yeah but what we're not used to seeing is, is emotionally interpreted yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. emotional interpretation yeah. yeah and and that's and really yeah it's we didn't have any time we shot this thing in 20 days <laughs> yeah. we couldn't be like squib redo the squib da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. we tried that there were things like there were things that we tried to do we tried to you know kill people and, and get that on right. screen but like 
we did that early on, mm-hmm. and we were like, we're done with this. We're not doing this right, anymore. Right, right. Because this is going to fuck up. changes. Every, yeah, we're going to lose. The film's going to suffer so much for some blood. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck, you know. Yeah, but, like, I, like, as a viewer, I thought it was, like, super cool because when you hear uh, when you hear people who actually are, like, exposed to violence and whatever else like that, like, my uh, my, my grandfather served in, like, Korea and war and whatever else like that, he's like, you don't remember it. Like, anybody involved with it really doesn't put it together. They usually kind of have it bookended by, like, how the situation started and how the situation ended and Mm -hmm. any actual like visceral violence just kind of like your brain just sort of like shuts it off almost. So as a viewer, you kind of get that in your film where you're just sort of like, you see the buildup and then you see the aftermath and you're just sort of like, Oh, something fucked up happened in the like, in the black space in between, you know? So I think that, that was like, that appealed a lot to me as a viewer to just to be like, you don't know exactly like how bad it got. You just know these people got it and this guy walked away from it you know like yeah sort of like however however violent it was it's up to you as the viewer i guess to sort of piece together like what actually went down and yeah it being a, like a recollection yeah is yeah it gives us the the the, the flexibility to do that yeah and exactly. tell the story and um I, th- I think that's the reason we structured the story that way is because we knew that we wanted that that flexibility in the editing room because mm-hmm. we knew how poetic everything was and we knew how the dense some of the dialogue was yeah. so we wanted to be able to like kind of pull people out of that right. you know just pull the ripcord yeah. whenever you know we needed to and it, you know at the end of the day it really it really worked out we're cool. really happy with it uh, so we're just about uh, time I just wanted to like just I guess as a closing question what's next for you guys I mean like you I guess worked on the short together now you have like your first feature out and what's coming up <laughs> like, well, do, do you know? I mean, like, obviously, you guys are going to be pushing this for a while. We have but so yeah. many ideas for films, yeah. but the reality is, you don't know what film's going to get financed. Right? You don't. Yeah, like you don't know what film you're going to get the opportunity to make. We've had people come to us and say, "Hey, do you want to work on this movie?" And like, you know, we had you know, sometimes we say no. Sometimes things are interesting, but yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you don't really know what you're going to be able to make. But mm-hmm. we're certainly not going to run out of ideas sweet are you guys going to be like sticking together as kind of a duo or uh, is that the plan or you haven't decided yet i mean he's my best friend right you know (laughs) (laughs) so like (laughs) no matter what we're gonna be you know definitely together doing something cool like so yeah and i mean i saw in the uh in the press release you at least were thinking about something about your dad's crime yeah. connections in the eighties. Yeah, I mean that's that kind of like been like the story I've been telling my whole life yeah. since I was like a young kid, and most people didn't believe me. But like, <laughs> yeah, he was like on the on the FBI's most wanted list. Wow. And I mentioned earlier he lived in Spain, right? But uh, he was actually hiding from the right. government, and I would secretly go visit him, and it was this whole big thing. It was like the biggest. It was like what what, what my life was, and that yeah. was like where all, all my trauma really came from with mm-hmm. his his uh all of his mistakes but right. yeah um that's that's the film that i want to make right but, i mean am i getting gonna get yeah the exactly you have to, to find the it? right group I, you know yeah financing and everything for sure yeah so yeah but we have so many ideas for cool. movies yeah well i hope i like just reading that like if you're like miami crime story in the 80s and all that stuff is that yeah. i was like i'm on board that, i was like the, yeah. <laughs> i was just like yeah. i read uh, a bunch of like the true crime stuff out of the the 40s like havana nocturne when like the mob took over cuba and all that uh-huh. stuff like so I'm a pretty big true crime fan, so I was like, when watch Let Me Make You a Martyr, and then just like knowing that there was like a true crime that you guys could throw your uh, your lenses at, I'd be like, I'm, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be like a like a fresh take on 
an immigrant in America right. pursuing the American dream and just being devoured by it. Wow. Yeah. So cool, guys. So thanks so much. Thank uh, you. I mean, this is we're going to bring this out tomorrow morning after the premiere. Hopefully, uh, it, you guys sold out a while ago. So you're going to have like I don't know how many people are in that place. Like I'll over a th- over a th- around a thousand maybe. I tell you this, we sold out tonight. Yeah. So we're never going to truly sell out. Oh, know. shit. <laughs> like that? <laughs> we sold out tonight. <laughs> but we're not ever going to sell out again. Anyway, thanks so much for coming on, guys. Thank that was you. awesome. Thanks. Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, Just a quick reminder, 9to5.cc is a fan-made, fan-supported website. That means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget. The only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us, liking us, and supporting us. So if you enjoy uh, what we're doing, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're there. Uh, Tell your friends that this podcast is happening, then it's a lot of fun. Uh, Also, if you like what we're doing, we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year, John and I, uh, called 9to5 Entertainment System that we do with the other founders of the sites, uh, Scott and Sophie, and we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, Go Plug Yourself for Myself and Walter J. Ling. Uh, Talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in Montreal. So, uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on both of them. Uh, if you see us at the festival come say hey and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show we're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis Fantasia has been so great so far so uh, yeah I'm done here we go thanks for listening we're not working why should you thanks for listening